Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening, folks. Welcome to Rangers Rabble match reaction um, for our oh, comprehensive defeat away to Ajax and the Champions League opener. Um, just welcome everybody in the comments again. Uh, you know, get your comments and get your questions in for the guys for the panel tonight. JD, Scott, Lee, guys, how are you? I'm actually all right, right, Alan. I didn't expect anything better than that, to be honest with you. So I'm more as angry as I was at the weekend, I have to say that. I didn't expect anything tonight. So I'm not too bad. Lee, how you feeling? Other than depressed. I mean, other than depressed, mate. I mean, a bit overconfident at the start, but I didn't expect that. That was, that was an absolute shambles for start to finish, mate. I'm just... Fed up, fed up with it, mate. I can absolutely stick to the back deep it. JD, you scunnered? Aye, <clears throat> I've not been able to speak about it since like, the weekend anyway. So, but you always hope that our European form can come in and give us a bit of a lift. What's been doing is paper near the cracks in it, really, since January last year. So, um, it's all coming to fruition now. We've ran out of fucking paper. So, aye. Um, listen, I was one of the stupid ones that thought we would pick perhaps. I said we could get four points off Ajax in these two games. Right there, fuck. Get the Ajax, man. They get us a doing, didn't they? Doing. Do you know what? I think we were all looking at through blue-tinted glasses. See, just before we go any further, folks, I want to thank M2 Competition Pilot for becoming a YouTube member. Folks, if you like the content, hit the subscribe button, become a member on YouTube. Right, give us that wee thumbs up for this pod. Every little helps. Anything you, anything you can do at all to help us would be fantastic. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to talk through... What we just seen in the last the last ninety minutes of football? Um, do you know what I, I, I'm going to start? I, I'm I'm scunnered with it. You know we, we lost on Saturday and it was it was pathetic how we played. And I thought, do you know what we can't play that badly? Can't play that badly again? We came up against an Ajax team. At, no, Ajax are a very good team. They're going to beat better teams than us this season. 
Let's just get that out of the road. They are going to beat better teams than us this season. They'll probably go deep into this competition. They'll probably win their domestic league. I've not got a problem with that. And I've not got a problem with losing to teams that are that good. If we show fight, if we show desire, if we play as a team, if we are willing to run through a brick wall for each other. We saw none of that tonight. We saw none of it on Saturday. And you thought, you know what, we can't get any worse. But we saw none of it again tonight. It was absolutely pathetic. We were getting praised in April and May for how fit we were. And yet, in August and September, we looked like we kind of last 30 minutes, let alone two games in a week. What happened in June and July? What did we do in pre-season to try and build on that? I, 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 for me, it's just absolutely pathetic. Guys like Kamara, Lundstrom, Tav, Kent, they were getting praised in April and May for their performances that got us to a European final, that won us a Scottish Cup. Fast forward a couple of months, and there's there's absolutely nothing for these guys. These are our big players. These are the players we expect to turn up on these nights and show a bit of fight and a bit of desire. Connor Goldson. When was the last time Connor Goldson jumped at a corner kick to try and win a header? He hides behind the man he's supposed to be marking. That first goal, if Bassey had a free header, but he missed it. But he didn't need to make contact with it because there was somebody sitting behind him got a free header on it as well. Not, so there's two opportunities for us to challenge an attacker, an attacking player in our box for a corner kick, and not one of our players done it. The two opportunities are free header. That's pathetic. This is a professional football team playing at the highest level. It's absolutely pathetic for Rangers. That squad is no good enough. Yes, we're missing players. We missed Lawrence. Hadji's still out injured. Morelos has got his own issues. But, we, you know, we know how good he can be when he does come in. There's good players in there. We've seen good good signs for Cholak. We know what Tav can deliver. We know what Lundstrom can deliver because we saw it last season. So what what has went wrong? We've no improved. Ali McCoy said that at halftime. We've no improved when we've, we've, um, we've lost Balogun, Aribo, Bassey. Yes, we've brought in the numbers to replace them, but we've not replaced them with quality in any way, shape or form. For me, tonight was just absolutely pathetic. I can take getting beat off a really good team, which we've done tonight, but we've done it with absolutely no hit, no fight, no desire, no heart. We've played like a bunch of strangers. Some of these players were playing like they didn't want to play with the guy next to them. James Sands, possibly past marks. Okay, he was unlucky with the deflection at the goal. But he's, he's playing out of position. He's leaving a natural centre-back and he's the one player who for the past couple of weeks we've been sitting saying, you know what, he done no bad this week. And he's not even a centre-back. He's Honest, for me, tonight, I'm sorry, I, 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 I've tried to stick up for him. I've tried to defend him. I thought the European run was fantastic last season. I loved every minute of it. I loved winning the Scottish Cup. But after the last two weeks, not just the last two weeks, because we've not been performing well so far this season, after what I've seen so far this season, I, I, I'm afraid I've, I've joined the, the, the Geo's Got To Go camp. I know Geo's been let down by the board. He's not been given the money that we think he should have been given to spend. He's not been given, even if the board are going out and making the signings, which they probably are at this level of football, they're not bringing in the quality that Van Bronckhorst deserves or any manager deserves to work with at the level that we want to be playing at, which is competing for the title in Scotland and at least putting up a show and showing ourselves on the good side in Europe. So Van Bronckhorst has been let down a little bit, but he's also the man that's sending that team out in the park and telling them his zonal mark and telling them to pass from side to side and be passive with their, their pressing and you know and, and not try and create, try and you know retain the ball and recycle it when things don't go right. There's no, there's no creativity there for me at all. So Van Bronckhorst has got a lot to answer for as well, as has the board, as has Ross Wilson, as has the player, the players. But for me, right now with that performance tonight with those players that were on the park. The buck starts and stops with Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Sorry, I had to get it off my chest. 
I'll I'll hand it over to you because I need a break. I need to take I need a wee I need a wee drink. <laughs> I can't even say much after you Alan apart from uh, I just see a team that's no playing for each other, but a team that's no playing for their manager. I don't I don't believe in what he's trying to tell them. I don't believe in each other. I don't think they're as bad as players they're getting criticised for, but they're not giving me any evidence to see otherwise. But I do think uh, we need a change. Gio's not going to walk. No way is he going to walk. Nobody walks away for a job. You get sat, you don't walk away for a job no matter who you are because it's it's just not a done thing these days. So I think the only way he goes is if he gets a sight. I don't see the board sighting him because the board are partly yeah. to blame along me. Ross Wilson, oh, have anyone else? Like, why, why would they just... sack him when he's a yes man? He's, he's a yes man for the board now, so why would they sack him? He's doing everything that the board want today, kind of keeping us on board with it. Like, even with wee comments the other day at the, the press conference, what was it? Oh, you're all finding we've got a lot of money in the bank, but we don't. Like, what kind of comment is that to kind of make the night like this? Like, it's like we've not got lots of money in the bank. Like, that's just adding fuel to the fire, or like, can try to get the fans back on board. It's just the whole club now, from top to bottom is an absolute shambles and I don't know where it actually gets fixed because the boards and Gio are equally as complicit in everything here. The players, some of them just don't, they don't want to be here anymore. We're looking at Kent tonight, that performance, looking at Kamara, even even players at Lundstrom who have been like a mainstay have been brilliant for us. Didn't even look like they were asked. Like, what is going on behind the scenes now that has actually happened? Because it's not even like it was a 12-1 thing, fair enough, for probably been declining under Gio the, probably the entire time. But we're in a European final a couple of months ago. Three months ago, we're in a European final. How have we managed to get to this position in three months? Not even a year, three months. It's just... Yeah. JD, thought, immediate thoughts on tonight? How are you feeling? <clears throat> now, obviously, you expect to get into these games to get something with it. I did not expect his... I expect a reaction. It doesn't get any... Saturday's worse than for this than me. Saturday's worse. This is a inconvenience, the Champions League, really. Now, we wanted to be there, but after Saturday, it was a drain. But you're expecting them to go out and give you something. What did the Ajax do? They fucking copied a fucking a blueprint that was set out on Saturday and done the exact same thing as in 30 minutes. Battered us, battered us. And yet again, you know, I'm a big fan. Used to be Kamara. Just that you like to the ref every time. Swan in a boot dead slow. No tracking back. Ken... I mean, company second off, swanning back, gets caught offside, but it should have been 3-1 at that time. But he's swanning a boot. The egos have took over. I don't know what he said. Listen, a lot of these players were playing English Championship, and they will look back at this time and think, fucking made an ass of my career there. Because a lot of these players have been built up to what they're no. They're, they're no these great 20, 30 million players we all thought they were. Because the reason you are one of those players is you do it consistently. And these guys are Kent and that. What's Kent got? Three goals in 55 games. Something random like that, right? That's no that's not a £20 million player because of how well you played in the odd European game when the cameras were on or whatever. Um, somebody said that. No, Tav did. I, I don't think Tav came out. It was Ryan Jack again. There's another one. Tav and Goldson, they don't take responsibility, Alan. They don't take responsibility. I don't see them taking responsibility in anything. Corners, I always see the two of them pushing each other. Getting in each other's way. Aye. One, I, I would shout out to Leon King. I thought he came on and stood up to the test. It's a tough night for a boy like that. Played out of position again. You know what? Get him flung into centre half. <clears throat> I don't give a fuck about Connor goals or whatever. I, 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 I would, I'd 
I think King is right, right centre half. They bother me. Um, Leon King is going to be a great player for us, but the rest of them, they were probably done after fifty-five because they've sailed through. I mean, domestically, we should never have lost the league last year. We did. European run was brilliant, of course, but it's only great if you come away with something at the end of it. Are we all happy with a great European run and a loss in the final? Fuck that. Oh, fucking losers, man. So, aye, it was great, but we lost. We didn't get anything for it. So last year we got the Scottish Cup, which was fucking saving grace. Where are we going now, man? It's When was the last time we had 2-4-0 defeats as well? When was the last time we were doing 3-0 in two consecutive games at half-time? Big fucking worrying signs. There's tactics, the setup, everything. I don't know what's going on. The players look totally different, and it all comes for your coach, doesn't it? Let's be honest. We can blame the players. Um, you can, but the players that are it's their job. Care tells you that it's their job. They'll go and follow the instructions they're given, and that's what they're given. And some of them aren't good enough. And and that that's my that's my point. That you know, Van Bronckhorst, he, he's putting that team out in the park. He's given them the instructions to play in a certain way. Somebody said in the comments, but I think it might have been CGM actually, you can't can make, and Broncos can't make the players try, but it does set them up and, and it tells them how to play, it tell, tells them what he's expecting when they're in possession, when they're out of possession, how they should be advancing the ball forward, what they need to do out of possession. And and for, for me, that isn't good enough. If that's what has been put out in the park, let, I mean, that's the most boring thing in football. Let's talk about zonal marking just for a minute. We have said for weeks, yeah, we've said for weeks, zo- why are we zonal marking? It does not work. Doesn't work in Scottish football, and it certainly doesn't work for Rangers Football Club with us current crop of players. The four well, of us can well, if you've got players that can play that. I mean, we've exactly. got players that can play that. We've, I mean, we've got, we've got players marking each other, like JD said. We've got players marking opposition. It's but Jill, Jill's watching this week and week out. The players who are on the playing well and everybody's picking up on, and players have all criticised, the players have all praised. But Jill's watching that for Saturday and he made one change. And I people are saying, drop the 11 of them. It doesn't work either, drop the 11 guys. You're bringing a lot of young players, and, and it's not a good situation to put them in. Granted, I would do it, but you don't want to get in this situation that the club's not right from top to bottom. Jill's not going to walk, but we need to bring in some bills. But I think, you, I think, I think it all started when Stevie G was there. He wasn't happy with Gimler getting back to the board. And then he left and Gio came in and everybody thought, this is Gio, ex-ranger player, he's Dutch. The Dutch thing took over in everybody's mind. It wasn't yeah. how good a manager Jip Van Bronckhorst was because we were told by Feyenoord fans what happened. But he was in Chinese Chinese league managing a team, but he came back, ex-rangers player, Dutch. That's Dutch philosophy. We all bought into it again. But I think it just shows you, Gerard must have had a point. I Stevie G left and I'm not saying I would take him back, but when, the, when he was there, we, don't, we always didn't play well, granted, but we never looked unfit. The players yeah. kept running for 90 minutes. Now, now the players look unfit. Lundstrom looks a shadow of himself. He's, he, Lundstrom's escaping a lot of the criticism, but he looks a shadow of himself. Kamara looks like he doesn't want to be there. Kent's overstayed as well. Kamara, big Ryan Kent fan, as you know, but I think he's overstayed. But some of these players we can't get money for now because they've stayed too long. We should, when we won 55, that team should be almost and broke up, but we didn't build. We just kept, I mean, a midfield on Saturday finishing a jack, a field and, uh, is that Kamara or something? I can't remember. Davis. But, uh, Davis. I mean, they, they guys should have left a few years ago. Don't get me wrong, they've been good shepherds, but you need to keep building. We've no building anything. And the board are saying we've no money. Where's all the money went? They need to pocket them for themselves. We've got severe debt. 
or they just don't want to tell the truth. And as you know, Rangers fans are always last to know with the board. They're spending a fortune merchandise, they're charging a fortune for tickets, they're screwing up away tickets, they're, they're selling hospitality tickets, and fans can't get tickets for iBooks. They're just treated like shite. Basically, the fans have been treated like shite. But they think, oh, they, they'll accept it because their diehards will come and go. Has to be a point to say no more. And I'm not saying don't go, but stop buying that, stop buying that. We need to make a pro- see if Aberdeen won on Saturday. And by the way, it's no, it's no time. Aberdeen, Aberdeen now will be the most confident we've ever been facing us. They always give us a game, but two, four, four, two games and get beat 4 now. We're all laughing at Dundee United a few weeks ago. This year's up at fucking their standards. And it's time for, I don't know, the board have to look at something, but if the board do anything now, then they, they put themselves in the chopping block as well to see we made mistakes. I'm not going to do that. I don't care what anybody says. The board are not going to admit to stuff. Ross Walsh is not going to admit to stuff. And Gio came out with his usual line that when he starts speaking, you actually get you actually get lose, lose interest when Gio starts to speak because you think, oh my God, this is the same crap again. No, there's something wrong with the club and it's... I hate to say it, but we're not going to be anywhere near winning anything this season. Yeah. Can I jump in on that, Kerr? Because I think that's a good point you just said about Gio, right? And he's and he's um and a lot of Rangers fans got a bit of abuse on Twitter for calling it out. Oh, they were it was almost racist, right? Gio's interviews, he was like, um, um, and they're saying, Oh, yeah, that's not his first language. How <clears throat> listen to Gio's interviews, he's always very cautious, comes across, he doesn't know what to say. This is not a language barrier. This is a guy who's maybe he's watching what he's saying. If you go to Gerard, take away the language barrier and watch it, Gerard will come out and say stuff and he says it. Van Bronckhorst seems to be like he just he's towing the old party lines like you would hear the stereotypical managers under pressure says. Whereas rather than coming out and go like, yeah, they were terrible, no right, blah blah blah. So the whole thing about a lot of fans were saying all oh, oh, this um, 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 it's not a language barrier, it's not a day we haven't been Dutch and not been able to speak, it's not like the old we're doing that Arsenal manager, good evening, right? That was a bit piss. This is Van being so cautious and scared and see anything to criticise. Does he come out in the conference in the pre-match and say something about like not, not being able to change a losing side? Like, seriously, like, when do you fucking change your team when they're winning? So he's kind of saying we don't to make too many. I get you don't make too many changes, but to make a point or to prove a point, he should have made a few more changes, but we didn't. Um... Nice. Nah, uh, I don't know. There's splits in the dressing room for me. It's not just one split. There's a few splits. I, I would think so. I, I would. I would think that there's there's something going on there. Um, yeah. As you as you said, Kieran, the Rangers fans. We're the last people to know. We're the last people to find out. Um, and you can debate the rights and wrongs of that all day, all night. You know, Rangers for years. You know, going back the nineties, eighties, and and beyond. Rangers for years, the, our business was done behind closed doors, and, and a lot of people like that. Then we, you know, we weren't a weren't a front page, we weren't a back page, we were only back page for the sports side of the club, football side of the club. In this day and age, with social media and news outlets being available, the fans want to know more. And you know, you can argue, no, we should do things behind closed doors, and we should do our business in quiet. But at the same time, we are putting more and more money into this club. I mean, I'd dread to think, even for this end of last season for the you know for the Scottish Cup final up until this point with season tickets and merchandise and the UEFA Champions League package and the you know the other games that we've got I'd try to think how much money I've put into this club in the last few months. Okay. In actual fact I was praying we got an away game in the League Cup quarterfinals. Just, <laughs> just, just just to save me twenty quid. Just to save me twenty quid. I'll be twenty five hours <laughs> against indeed <laughs> I'd, I'd dread to think how much money I've spent. 
So should we be the last in Oli? Should you know we're we're the we're the state we're stakeholders here? Should we be the last in what's going on? There's some people that say it's like they're like, oh I we're just being professional in that sense now, but there's a difference between professional and just being silent with stuff. Like I I don't know if it was with you guys I spoke to my pals about it, but see this whole every single kit that gets released and Jade uh, is it sports direct to the first ones to like like leak mm-hmm. it. That 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 does that does say to me that they're just doing that like every single time. Or that says to me that there's some fucking deal behind the scene where they get to put it out, they get to show it, and then it gets maybe taken up or something like that. And the board are just being quiet. I feel this board are just taking as as mugs every single time when it comes to anything. When it comes to like even that CTM stuff the other day, like only when it's got to like the last moment where it's where like the flight's now coming back to press week that they release a statement, even though there's already been so much hassle with multiple sh- ones before it. And then that one, they're flying down to Brussels instead of Amsterdam. But they weren't going to say anything until it finally, like, straw pulled the camels back with the press week stuff. Just, mate, the board are just taking us off for, for a ride. They, they don't care anymore. We are our customers, and that's all we are, as customers to the board. And it's not going to change until some members, like, is that James Bisgrove? Is he is he the one? Is, like, he's the one that's probably most culpable for it. Like, Hi. admittedly, admittedly he said himself that he's not a Rangers fan. And you could maybe give him a bit of leeway with the whole Sydney Cup stuff in that sense. But you have members of the board who will know full well that that was an absolute disaster. Who just let it happen because it's a commercial side of it. And it's just, it's going to keep happening until we, I don't even know, what do we do? What would stop? Just full on point blank stop paying them. Stop going to these things because do we need to do a protest for it? Because it's not going to change otherwise. You're spot on. The club, and listen, this isn't unique to Rangers. This happens at every football club. They take advantage of your brand loyalty, and that's what it is. It's brand. Right. Lo- that's that's how they see us. We're customers. We have brand loyalty. If, you know, if you go, if you if you go to a supermarket and you get bad customer service and you don't get quality for money, you go to another supermarket. We're not going to go and watch Airdrie at the weekend. We're still going to go and watch Rangers. And the club, every club in Britain, at least probably the world, take advantage of that. But for me, that's shite and all. Because they're taking, you know, they're, yes, they're taking advantage of us, but they're ripping the piss out of us at times. We, we are the people that are continually putting thousands of pounds every year into this football club, not just into the football club, but the money that it costs us to go to games, bus fares, train fares, petrol money, few, you know, few beers for some, a few drink, a few more pounds for some beers because you need to have drinking you to watch Rangers these days. Let's face it, you know, this this costs us a lot of money. And they just, for me, they're just keeping us in the dark and they're treating us like absolute shite right now. Um, and I, I don't see it changing. And even if there's even if there's changes within the board at Ibrox, I don't see it changing because I think this is just how football is going. You look at what's happening at some of the clubs down in England. Yeah. Man, let's take Manchester United as a prime example for that. This isn't unique to Rangers. This is happening all over the world. And as long as we want to be a top club, this is how the fans are going to be treated. Anyway, I'm sorry because we are here to talk about the match. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> we, we, could, we, 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 we could go into detail about what's going on at Rangers and what's wrong at Rangers, you know, again, it's a whole other podcast, I've got the funny feeling that might be coming soon. Um, but, but Alan, can I what, just say something? Sorry. No, no, yeah. it's all, people are coming in the comments saying, well, James Bysgrove's job's to bring in money, he's done that, right? And he has. The players' jobs to come in and win games, and they have. The boards to come in and bring in players, and, and they have. And they have but every single person, nobody's getting it right. See, my job, and everybody's, you can make we miss, you need to really do your job right every single time. Bice Grove's brought in a, a few commercial deals that have collapsed. It's embarrassing for the club. 
We buy players that don't work. It's embarrassing for the club. Everybody in our club is making mistakes. It's not just like the players that make mistakes or the board are shite, but like the European one, the players are dragging my head and all that shit in the background. Everybody's, the, 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 everybody's making mistakes. Everybody's making mistakes. All I know, all I know is, but in the trees, why is there any players they've brought in? But you look across the side, right? We don't like to look across here, but what Andrew's done there, he's brought in guys he's identified probably himself for Japan, for other mm-hmm. leagues. And the commanding the run through break was for my they get beat for another night, but by all accounts the first half they gave as good as they got. Whereas who's Jill probably brought in? He knows Jill probably didn't know much about Tom Lawrence. Do, 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 you, know I mean? do you know? Do you know what I was, I was having this conversation? I can't remember who it was with, but I was having this conversation last week. How many you would think the Dutch league, having managed there, having won a title there, being Dutch, having played there, contacts there, everything. Yeah. That's his contacts, that's his 40. He knows everything about the Dutch League. How many players for the Dutch League, we've not signed any, but how many players for the Dutch League were we even linked with since Giovanni van Bronckhorst came in? Joey Veerman, we were linked long before long before van, van Bronckhorst came in. The centre-back, his name escapes me, I can't remember. Uh, Doki, the, the boy, uh, yeah. uh, Potessi or something like that? Who linked to these players? Do you think Steven Gerrard took that? Steven Gerrard wanted to identify players probably himself or being involved so he did. He brought in Kent. He brought in what was that other? What was that useless boy's name? Ojo. Ojo, yeah. Ojo. But Joe seems to, he, he's more like a coach. He's like they bring in the players and say, "You coach these guys." I mean, he brought in Dave Voss, who was at Ajax, wasn't he? And he mm-hmm. must know a lot about their young players. Guys are only going to make it, and probably think, "Well, they could do a job with Rangers." But you should be been like with no one person. This is where Ross Wilson. It's strange to yeah. me. It's where Ross Wilson's ego is taking over because. He's because he found Sadio Mane for Southampton. That wee guy's living off that. He's living off that. Um, so he's now got a scouting team that he'll be going to and he'll be telling Gio, you want a right winger? There's Rabbi Matondo. Yeah, that's the man. No, it's no. Van Bronckhurst, I believe a manager or a coach should be saying, I need these players. These are the ones that I want. Can we get any of them? No, there's your player. Deal with it. When a, when a director of football is, is running the, the recruitment department, that's how it works. So the director of football brings in the players it and the coach, that. the coach, the first team coach or the manager, whatever you want to call them, he needs to work with the, the players that the first team, the, the director of football comes in. Um, you know, go, gone are the days, it still happens, it still happens at the top level, but gone are the days where every recruitment recruitment um, team is run by the first team manager. And again, you can debate what I, I don't like that. I would prefer it being run by the manager. But you can debate whether that's right or wrong. But that's exactly what's happening. And you, I'll take you back to the transfer window. How long did it take us to sign somebody? Oh, that, 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 yeah. that, that tells me, with the value of hindsight, that tells me that we tried, we were trying to bring in our first choice players that Van Bronckhorst might have had a say in and Van Bronckhorst might have wanted and it got to the stage where we realised we weren't getting them and Ross Wilson has hit the trigger with some of his contacts and brought in some players that he thought would be acceptable like Tillman who will come on and I want to talk about Tillman um, and Van Bronckhorst doesn't know anything about these and he's just going to have to work with who he's got it's not his first choice, it might not necessarily be who Van Bronckhorst wants as I say, as I say at the start, I do have a degree of sympathy with Van Bronckhorst but he's still the one picking the team and sending them out with those tactics and that setup. So he's got a lot to answer for as well. Um, you know, so it's from top to bottom, we've all said that people have said that in the comments. By the way, keep your comments coming in. I am struggling to keep up with them, especially since I'm on my horse quite a lot tonight. Um, <laughs> but please, please keep your comments Don't and your questions coming in. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Uh, I'm just see, just um, seeing as well that Gio has apparently said that Tab's been injured for weeks. There's another question. Why continue to play him? Why play him then? See, even then, like, why send it? Uh, the Polish boy on launch. See if you know he's injured, right? And he has been. Was he good enough? See if he's not good enough. But right, so we've got Reese Devine there now. So who if we get back up for him for a couple of weeks? It would be Leon King. I think King's more like, likely to play it right back if if King's injured. Uh, uh, even there, see, see the thing, then if he's been injured for weeks, if we had the confidence in Devine this whole time for that full no. week, couple of weeks, no. He didn't come on the night. So there's a couple of weeks of the transfer window we've known for a while. Try and get somebody in a six month loan. Even if it's just a right back for a six month. If you know he's going to be injured and you're no fully confident in your backup right back, it's just negligent. It's just, it's just so poor. Like you're spawn. If, if he's come out now and said, it's all excuses, right? That's we all excuses, have really. But if Tav has been injured, Lee's spawn. If we know Tav's injured and we've got Ajax and Selic coming up, Selic and Ajax, why do we not bring somebody in? Six months one deal. MD, you could get a Prem player for that to help us just get through that period. But we've no. Listen, I was uh, I, I said I would rather play a sixty percent fit Tav than no play him. It's probably backfired on his now, but if he's injured, he's injured. But it's another man whose performances have dipped this season. I know I don't care what anybody says. I think you need Tav fully fit for the way he plays. I think having him nowhere near percent, nowhere near fit, he struggles because his game has gone forward and crossing the ball. And he's not been crossing the ball as much because obviously he's got a groin injury or something. But if he's if he's not near, if he's not fit, then it just shows you the state we're in. Put him in the first team, starting him every week, and if you could, because he doesn't trust anybody else, basically. I, I don't want to keep going back the way and looking back the way, but we did say it a couple of weeks ago in the pod, um, before the transfer window shot, before the Celtic game, we needed a centre-back because we've got so many injuries there and we needed cover for a right-back. We let Leon Balogun go and we let him sign for QPR. Um, you know, good luck to him there, but for me, even a short-term deal there to take us up to January, um, we could have, I think he would have came back in a heartbeat, but we've let him go, and we know what we're going to get there. As it, it makes the point that you know we had the opportunity to bring players in um, to cover these positions, and we just haven't bothered for whatever reason. I, I wonder what's going on. Ever since we, we qualified, since when we qualified at PSV, I expected us to bring in at least one player. I expected us to do something, and for whatever reason, we haven't. There's questions to be asked there. As I say, we could ask those questions all day. Do you think they were happy just qualifying? I think qualifying. I, I, I say I, I think, again. I said it in our chat earlier on, Kerr, or a couple of days ago. I think qualifying has been the peak of your season. I feel that's it. Yeah, I feel that's yeah. it. In the Arsenal qualifying for the Champions League, you've been happy, is that right, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, big thank you to, to um, Diribus, I think that is, uh, with the super chat. Get Tuchel in, at least he doesn't straight out lie. Listen, I don't think we're going to ever be able to afford somebody like Thomas Tuchel, but it's nice no, to dream I'm going to take Tuchel. <laughs> I'm going to take it's, him. Listen, it's, it's a hypothetical question, because we're never going to get somebody like Thomas Tuchel in. And you know what? Right now, Van Bronckhorst is the man that said he is the manager, and until we know differently... How long is um, his contract? Does anybody know, Joe? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know why I don't, mate. Because I know it's not short. It's not like a year rolling, isn't it? No, it's longer than that. Walter Zenga going to the complete opposite end of the scale. We've seen David Martindale from me. <laughs> Ah, listen. You know, it's, we've spoke about a lot. Uh, we've spoke a lot about um, what's wrong at the club in the last thirty minutes, um, and we've. We, I think we've all sort of got a lot of for chest. It feels. It feels good, doesn't it, JD? It feels quite healthy to get this over chest. I know. <laughs> um, uh, listen, uh, listen, listen. See before you go any further. 
<laughs> See, before you go any further, that wasn't very charismatic. Sorry, I know. I'm struggling <laughs> to be charismatic tonight. Um, I don't know why. I was, I've been hiding since Saturday, so I don't want this. I, I would prefer to have come on and a nice, decent result or a good performance. I would even have took a, a, a defeat if we'd come out and played well, but we've no, so... It's, it's probably better getting the results like this through the way they know. You don't want it to happen halfway through a season, and then... You might you're confident it's not going to happen again, again, mate? <laughs> what what if you think it but you didn't want it to happen if you think we're in the chance of getting this, we're in the chance of getting that. At least it's happened to know where if the board's getting any nuts, they can make a diff, they can make a change, but I don't know. If you know what I mean? It's I just I think it's I think people say I've seen comments and see other people saying but he got you to a final last year, he won the Scottish Cup. He did. But it was a lot of other stuff in our end of this where we feel badly in the league. We watch every week and the tactics are poor at times and there's just too many negatives for me and not enough positives. That's it. See that, and we, we, we were we were only listening because when we brought in the Dutch boys, the Feyenoord fans, Feyenoord hadn't won a league in what, I don't know, was it twenty years or something like that. Yeah. What some like that. <clears throat> Van Bronckhorst delivered the title for them, and it petered out and he left. We brought these boys on, thinking these boys are going to come on and tell us how good Gio was, and I was shocked in that podcast because the two of them were, were so flat and they were a bit like that. Aye. Yeah, but the, the, their lasting memory of Van Bronckhorst wasn't how good he was to win the league for them. It was how shit a team they were at playing football and everybody laughed at them and how terrible it was and the fans hated them. And that's what their lasting memories were. And they kind of warned us and we never listened. And I don't want to dig Van Bronx. I want it to work. He's brought on all these Dutch... And we're all thinking, well, Dave Voss and now this boy from Man City, Bowley. What is happening? Van Bronco, if, if Van Bronckhorst is the main man. He says, I want to play a defensive. I'd rather keep the zero before we score a goal or that pish and play this horseshoe... We get caught out again tonight. Ryan Jack's first instinct was when the ball comes into me, I'll just play it back your way. He's no match sharp, bad pass, away it goes. I think I fit Ryan Jack, I Ryan Jack, another regime, pulls that ball in. Turn, he can turn the ball in a fucking phone box and play a forward pass, doesn't he? We're caught out again, it's the tactics. And this horseshoe thing needs to stop. We were screaming after Pat Keith last, or in February, when they gave us a doing and vamping. Borna's instinct was just to turn back and play the ball back. We've no change. We are going to play this way going forward. And that's Van Bronckhorst's way of playing Fitba. And we will need to either suck it up or he'll need to go. And that, that's what I mean by it's no good enough. I mean, you would have think we learned after February at Celtic Park. You would have think we learned a lesson. They gave us an absolute doing that night. In the first half, they gave us an absolute doing. You think we would have came away from that and gone, you know what, that's not going to happen again. We're not going to let that happen again. You know what, we did let that happen again on Saturday. And we'll... We kind of let it happen again tonight. I keep going back to the fact that Ajax are a top, top side and they're going to beat better teams than us. But the way we played, the setup, the fight, the, just the passion in our team, there was none of it whatsoever. And that comes that comes down to Van Bronckhorst. We haven't learned lessons for the past. I just don't know where we go for here, Kerr. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard, Alan, because we all want to see the team compete. We want Gio to... Be successful. I mean, we hate we hate criticizing the players. I hate criticizing them. I'm always trying to stick up for them, but it's hard at the times last. I mean, that's two defeats in a row, four now, both games. And the night you can probably take and think, well, I I always expected I actually beat us, but Saturday one was was worse because we've seen it last season. I don't really know where we go. I know we just have to go to Aberdeen and Saturday, hopefully get a result. But I don't know. I mean, everybody's 
going to be shouting about other names, aren't they? I mean, somebody just mentioned Kevin Thompson or Barry Ferguson. Kevin yeah. Thompson, for me, I like to see it in the coaching staff somewhere. Barry Ferguson, no. Sorry, I don't want Barry. Barry's a great player, but I don't want him at, in the coaching staff. I've seen him managing and I've been in the ground when he's been managing and he has arguments with fans and wants to say it about fans. and That's not really for me, but I just feel... I don't know how he was. I just feel this season... Gio doesn't look as happy. I think... I don't know. I just think he looks a beaten man. Do you know? I, 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 just I, I don't like the chat about who replaces him because I think the chat needs to be about should he stay or should he go or should we change tactics? Should he let the handbrake off, go more attacking? Should we do all that? I, only, I think we should be talking about who replaces him once the, that's going to happen. I know the board might be doing that in the background, but I think it's so hard to sit there and say... Um, it's so hard to sit in there and say, aye, let's, we should replace him with this. And hindsight's a great thing. Oh, we should have took Lampard, we should have took this person. Hindsight's a great thing. But aye, it's, it's a hypothetical situation, isn't it? Until, yeah. the board, until the board do something or Van Brockhorst does something, it's hypothetical. Van Brockhorst is the Rangers manager. Um, and, you know, as much as, as much as I've said, you know, I'm firmly in the camp, I think he needs to go now, he will still get my backing because he still is the Rangers manager. And yeah. as long as he's in that position, we need to back him because that's what we do as supporters. Um, there's there's no point going to Ibrox every week and getting on his back when he's trying to do a job for us. Um, but I just don't think that it's working for him. And I, I really don't. And I'm gutted to say that because Van Bronckhorst, you know, he was, he was you know, one of my favourite players of that era, the Advocate era, probably could have been my favourite player. Um, you know, I, I went on to have a great career. We all know how fantastic he was. Um so a wee bit, you know, I wanted them. I really wanted this to succeed, but for me, it's just not succeeding, and that's unfortunate. And but that's what happens in football; it doesn't always work out. Lee, let's talk about some of the players that have came in, um, and particular their performance in the last couple of games, but particularly tonight. Let's start with Malik Tillman. Um, Mate, just who's that wee boy there? What's that wee boy? Uh, I think I can't remember what goal it was in the game of Saturday, where. Like, ball comes, we're getting crossed in the box, and he doesn't even chase the boy. Literally just lets him walk by him. I think it might have even been the first goal. Just lets it... There's no, there's no effort from me. Like, you can have all the fancy tricks in the world and keep the ball close, but he's just showing the effort. And I don't I don't know where it's came from. Is, he, is it just one of the ones where he's getting chucked into a situation, like, big games like this, and he's feeling overrod? We say we saw it with Diallo at Celtic Park. We saw it with him at Celtic Park. We saw it again tonight. So just one of these games where it's an experience where he's not doing something, it, but it's, it's, a, it's a whole team, mate. There just seems to be there's an attitude problem. And I genuinely don't know how 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 do you fix an attitude problem? That's where it comes back to the manager. So I don't know. I don't know, mate. I don't know what to think. I, GD, how how do you fix an attitude problem? Because it's it's not just Tillman. Um, you know, we, we've sought with other players as well, not just the new players, but yeah. Um, as I say, Tillman's the one we're talking about. How do, how do we sort that problem? Because we've saw glimpses of Tillman, friendlies yeah. in Livingston. Okay, I appreciate it's only friendlies in Livingston. But we saw glimpses of Tillman being a good player. So how do we get the best at him? How does Van Bronckhorst get the best at him? I think it's one of the new age football players, mate. I've said this before. Like, they're pampered. Boy's been pampered all his days. Doesn't know how to do a shift when everything's going right for them. Love it. Tillman. We've called him on here. What could be a world-class player. We've called him on here. Again, he could be a world-class player and could leave Rangers and be a world-class player. It's a different kettle of fish playing with Glasgow Rangers. And that's, he can go, he can do it to Prem and have a great career and all these mid-table Prem teams and make himself 
a multi-millionaire, that doesn't mean that it, would, it could work at Rangers. I mean, hundreds of players just didn't have the, the gut or the heart to date for Rangers and done all right down south and made themselves millions. So I don't know if it's an, an attitude thing. I think it's a confidence thing. Barisic is another one. You see it with Tavern Goals, and as soon as it, some chips go down, they flap and they're panicked. During 55, we can go back. You might not like me saying it. They already coasted through it. Training games, they coasted through mm-hmm. it. As soon as that pressure of the Ibrox crowd comes on you, it's a different kettle of fish. Um, so it's a confidence thing for me. And I don't. And I think a lot of them are devoid of that. Or they need an arm around them every second. And we can't afford that at our club. They should, signing for Glasgow Rangers should make you the most confident person in the world. You should be able to walk onto that football park and do it. A lot of these boys nowadays, I don't know if they can stand up to that test. Perhaps that's the fans' fault. It's no, because we demand a high standard for our club because we've seen winner after winner come through the um, through the gates. Through. So it's just a confidence thing for me. Attitude, I, I I, you can point at that as well, but uh, I don't know. Care just sticking with, with some of the new players, Matondo... Um... He, he was in the team, he's out the team. For what we've seen, is he good enough? It's hard to judge him. He's not a decent run of games. At the moment, he looks below par, doesn't he? He looks a bit timid. You can see he's got a wee bit of talent there, but he needs a run of games to prove it. At the moment, you probably see he's not, he's not near it. He's, he's in and out too much for me, so I don't think you'll trust him as much as maybe Scott Wright. I don't know why, because... I, Probably just trust Wright more because he's played more and he's right can come back and defend and Wright gives a hundred percent but he just he can't go up on that level, he's not good enough. Matondo's still young, he might turn into a really good player, but I don't think it was a player we really needed to bring in, to be honest with you. I think we should have brought in somebody better. I mean you could put that field there at a push tonight, give it a bit more defensive, but yeah. Matondo, I don't know. I just think you need him time. Tillman's the same. You can see that Tillman's got his twenties in and loan for by Munich. He's not put a lot of first-team games because he's still a young lad, and you can mm-hmm. see he drifts in and out of games. It's difficult because, like JD says, when you're winning and everything's great and these guys are up for it, when you're getting beat, you're wanting people to fight, and you want to be next to somebody who's going to fight with you, and some of these guys do hide. He's not the only one. Some experienced guys hide as well, but it's hard to judge on players like this, I think, but when you're on loan as well, it's difficult because when you're on loan, you know the back of your mind, I might, not, I might not be here next season anyway, so it's always hard to judge one, one players, but I think Matondo needs time, and I think Tolman has ability, but it's difficult to judge him. Yeah, Maybe, I mean, listen, there's, there's some of our Celtic fans watching us and who comment. I've seen them get beat 4 0 last night, and we get beat 4 0 the night. They were at home, we were away. They had Real, granted, we were at Ajax away. It's fucking very level peg here. They come on and Laugh after you beat four nils weird. Anybody they did pump us at the weekend. I don't like this whole we need to give folk time. So I think that's fucking a joke that we need to give players time. I think that's mental. Three million pound in each time. I know. I I get what you, I get what you mean, but we can't bring in ready-made players. I don't think we can do that as a club. How can we not? But other clubs do it. I know, but I don't. I don't know. We've just not done it. When's the last time we brought in somebody? I know. Yeah. I know. Even go even go back is, to bringing in like Barry Sitch and Kent at the end time. Aye. How can people see Tondo's played well? He's not played well ever. He's not played well. He's. I said this earlier. If he's not good enough to play with Schalke, he's not good enough to play with Glasgow Rangers. End off. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, there's, there's a valid point there. You know, I, I don't think we're ever going to sign... We're, we're not going to be in a position to sign the top 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 quality players that we want us to sign. Go, I think gone are the days where we bring in people like Brian Loudrop, who come in with that top experience, you know, winning European Cups and playing in major European Championship finals for your country, and they come right into the Rangers team. I think I think that's where we're at, you know, because probably at the time where we, we, we were signing those types of players... Um, the you know the, the lower half of the English Premiership never had the money that it had and it never had the pool that it had. But fast forward to twenty twenty two and you know you've got you've got teams in the lower half of the Premiership who, who can offer really good money and offer you the chance to play in you know some of these amazing stadiums against amazing teams. So it makes it harder for Rangers to to bring in those types of players. But what so we can't buy those top, top quality players, Lee, but why can we still no sign players that come in and hit the ground running right away that instantly become a success? What, what's stopping us from doing that? Mate, does it boil down to the fact that we've got a director of football who's making all these decisions? So we, we speak about Gio, and even if Gio had a tactic of his own that he's going to use, how can he implement these players into that tactic when he's not the ones that pick the players? He doesn't know the like, other fucking strengths and weaknesses in that sense. We're bringing in players and we're going down this route far too much when it's a project player. And you just look at a look as well. Look at Yilmaz, he's maybe the most accomplished of them all. Already a Turkish internationalist playing for Besiktas. And he's got probably got the one player on the team with the last couple of games as he pass marks to get ahead of. Like it's just it's just constantly like it just feels like a luck is done in so like many aspects of that sense. Uh, if you looked at the summer where we were linked to part with that Fulgini boy, the boy for was it Angers or something, he part of the full article. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at Evander. Who, I mean, he's played for Michelin, fair enough, maybe a wee bit pricey. But you you telling me that he wouldn't come to us, Champions League, we've got all that. He would have been a finished player for us. But yet, we just keep going for these players that are so called projects. And it's just frustrating me because I can't even remember the last time we brought in a player who was actually ready to hit the ground running. Cholak, maybe. Cholak, maybe to an extent, he's been there, done that. But it's just yeah. frustrating. Maybe. I think, I think Lawrence, Lawrence has done it. Because Lawrence is coming, he's in yeah. his bonus is probably at his peak because he's been about. But you wonder what the, the Ross Wilson that's going at. Is they're they looking for players maybe 25 and under to develop and we are selling so they can resell for money to bring, bring money back to the club? Or as you tell people, we can't sign A, B, and C because they're at an age where no return. So you don't know where the scouting department is going. I'm looking for young talent to bring in, improve, and sell on. I'm looking for a bit more experienced players, like maybe like Tom Lawrence, players like that, and think they're going to come in and hit the ground running, but we haven't given them maybe top wage, but there's no selling fee, so you don't know what way the club's looking at it, because at the end of the day, we're a business, and the way the money's went, with the players we've sold, the club are enjoying that, and they think, like, we need to keep going this route, so if that's the case, and you might feel, you might see players like Alec Lowry once he's fit, I know Cole McKinnon's get a lot, a lot of suitors at the moment, playing with Thistle, I know Newcastle's watched them a few times. Southampton watched them, and a couple of teams have watched them. So Cole's getting a lot of uh, people coming to watch this whole game just because he's there. So I, I Rangers looking at it, and we, we can bring players through and sell them on, or do we buy players a bit older, like Lawrence, and think, right, that's going to get us to one thing. You don't know where the ball's looking at us because, at the end of the day, it's a business, and obviously money comes first to them. Yeah, you know, CGM said in the comments, we, as our model, buying, buying cheap and selling high, it could be, you know, we, that's that's maybe what we're looking to do. We've done it. We've done it with a couple of players. Who we've brought them in in the cheap. We've sold them quite high. 
Rangers need to do that. Let's face it, we, we need to do that to bring in money on a regular basis. Um, and again, look, at, could, look at Aribo and Bassi. They, they came in the one they They took time aye. to get in still. Bassi, when he first came, Mill wrote him off. Look at him now. If, even this time last year, when Bassi started playing at centre-back, we were all going, well, this guy's never going to be good enough. Couldn't he win a header? Couldn't he, couldn't he slide a daily record under him when he jumped at times? But <laughs> here, here we are, we've just sold him for, for nearly £20 million. Pound. Uh, listen, we we could debate about the about the players. Um, I suppose out there if you actually go and look, but it depends aye. who you're looking aye. and what you're looking for. See, that's what it is. It's when you look, mate, because you hate bringing them up. But they're bringing in, what is it, Juranovic, full-blown Croatian international, is 2.5 million. We've done that with Barisic, and fair enough, it's worked out for us. But ever since then, we're still going, kind of going for that kind of cheaper, cheaper player in that sense. Whereas them across the road... They seem to be finding the balance. They actually spend and you know kind of cheap transfer fees, but bringing in players who are already up to scratch, and it helps massively the fact that you know freaking Ange is getting the chance to actually. He's these are players that he's you know seen, or he's coached, so he's he's actually been able to run the roost over them, and he's bringing in players that he knows how to use in a system, and he's getting them for cheap. It's I don't I don't know, mate. I feel I'm just happy frustrated with the whole thing, you know. Don't know where they're going, mate. JD, things things obviously need to change. We've got Aberdeen at the weekend. Things things really need to change. Um, I'm going to throw two names at you for starting at the weekend. You can tell me whether you agree or not. Leon King and Charlie McCann. Yeah, hundred percent for me. I was so um, I was disappointed when McCann didn't even make the bench. No, didn't make the bench. No firm game, didn't he? Not. So I was disappointed with that. I don't think he's in the European squad, is he? So again, perhaps wouldn't be in there the night anyway, but. They've got to play. They've got to play. When, when Alex Lowry's back, the thing that's going to keep his heed in the game is to play. So he's got to play a yeah. lot. He lose a talent like Alex Lowry to the other side of the game or to a big club. Um, so they boys have got to play. Lowry's going to be out for a while, but King, King came on tonight and stood up to it. He's probably going to need to play right back. I just want to play him at centre-half now. He's good enough. He's composed enough. And the same goes with Charlie McCann. We've seen it. God bless Steve Davis, he's been amazing, but I would much rather a Charlie McCann came on the night and got a 10-minute spell than Steve Davis. Yeah. I uh, just want to say a big thank you to John Batchelor for the super chat and David Appleyard, sorry David, um, I saw you earlier joining as a member on YouTube. So big thanks to that. Again, everybody, if you like what you're hearing, if you like the content that the Rabble put out, hit the subscribe button, join us as a member on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, like it on Twitter or love it on Twitter, whatever it is. Hit the wee thumbs up on on YouTube as well, and keep your comments coming in because every comment that gets made, whether it be in the live chat or afterwards, helps the Rangers rabble. So everybody, and I mean everybody that's making comments, thanks so much for supporting the Rangers rabble. You've no idea every little helps. So keep your comments coming in, um, regardless of what team you support. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> I can't concentrate for blocking them all. Let's keep blocking them. <laughs> Mate, it's constant, isn't it? Listen, keep, listen, keep, listen, keep making your comments because it's helping us. Uh, you know what? Every comment you make helps us buy a pint for a night out at the end of the year. So, you know. Guys, I want to wrap it up, but before we do, because I know we've got some content coming towards the end of the week, we've got, our, we've got a podcast tomorrow night. The subject of that is still to be determined because it might change after tonight. And we've got our phone in on Friday. And then, of course, we've got our, our match day podcast on Saturday with our, our game away to Aberdeen. But before we go, loads of people have been asking in the comments. Um, so I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask all of you um, just to chip in with your opinions here. Where do we go for here with Alfredo Morelos? 
for me, I'll go first. Um, mm-hmm. Morelos, fully fit and firing, he plays. Um, Cholak perhaps would maybe score more goals, but overall, for play, I think Morelos is a lot more dangerous and can create stuff for his cell. We'll go back to what Martin has said. Cholak is a Chris Boyd striker, man. He gets a chance, he will score. Um, doesn't get the, uh, people defend him, doesn't get the service, doesn't get the delivery. Morelos sometimes doesn't need service and delivery, will create something for himself. So it's a hard man to balance. But um, I seen Morelos get a lot of shit at the start of a folk. Morelos, there's been a fucking break, whatever's happening in the dressing room, whatever, right? The, the last two performances are fuck out to do with Alfredo Morelos. So he's no, he's not even anywhere near the squad. These, it's all the other players. It's all the other players have to take blame for these last two games. So I think after the last two games, if he's fit, he gets through. It's a Hail Mary here. You've thrown back in. Maybe not a Hail Mary, that's an angry thing to say, but you've thrown back in. You've thrown back in. That's what happened. Lee, Morelos. Sorry, JD. Kerr, you tell us where we should maybe play Morelos. I would play him up top, about outright. <laughs> because we're struggling. <laughs> and it, it gives you dig, it gives you... See if you get effort for Alfie, and I think it's probably a two-way street. If you don't want him to be there, you play him to maybe get some value back for him. So we can sell him in January, or you play him because we're missing something. And there's no point saying, he's on his last chance, isn't he? Last chance alone. Yeah, but if he leaves, for, if he does just say a new contract, he leaves for nothing. Then at the end of the season. So you play him in the If he does okay and something like in January, even me, five, six, small, and you take it. If he, if he signs a new deal... On less wages, you maybe take it, but you have to play him. You can't pay some that amount of money sitting on the bench, and I think that's maybe one of the reasons the dressing room could be divided because Alfie's got a lot of supporters in the squad who believe and he's in the team we play better. I could be wrong, but I, I would play him. But I would just like to see a lot of people gain tav stick for not coming out to media, which is fair enough. But do you know, I think maybe Ross Wilson should come out and speak to us, but when they tell us why we didn't sign some players, why we maybe not get as much money. And about some of the players they're signing and where the recruitment is going because I think the fans deserve that but we probably won't I just think that's we deserve something because we're sitting getting sawed all basically Lee there's been a couple of suggestions that an unhappy Morelos has, has maybe contributed to, to a bit of a divide in the dressing room or a bit of upset in the dressing room do you buy into that theory? Mate I, I, I don't know what's going on right now because Fair enough if his attitude's been stinking and that's the way that that's the reason he could put out the team at the start uh, started this. But I mean I know it's a small, small positive, but when he came on against Celtic, he didn't get caught up in the emotion yet. And for me that was somebody who was trying to maybe make amends. Like he could have easily came on four 0 and started just bloating people like he'd done in the past. But he wasn't he just he was trying to make stuff happen, was they button. For me that kind of showed a sign that he's trying to make amends. Uh, in terms of the whole would you start him? I uh, I think I'd be at this point mate more inclined to start both of them up front. Do that I try because what's the fucking point in playing with wingers when the four wingers I've got are playing the equivalent of terrorism football, honestly. It's ridiculous. None of your wingers are doing anything, so what's the point in playing any of them? Like, put two up front, maybe put some midfielders in behind them. Get Lawrence back, get Pilman <laughs> gone. Fucking, I don't know what today, but I, put two up front and some midfielders in behind them. Ah, there you go, mate. That's it. Mate, what, what else can we do? Practical like, genius. <laughs> Okay, you get two, two more. Just, You're as bad as me. Once, once, yeah. once you had that third half, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, oh, Listen, folks, oh, I, think, yeah. I think it's good to finish on a laugh. Right. It, it, it okay. is what it is tonight. We've, lo- we've lost to a very good team. 
We um, we're not happy with how we done it. We're not happy with how we played, how we set up the the, the attitude that the players took to the park with. But we still lost to a very very good team. Let's not take that away for Ajax. We go on. Um, Rangers go on to Petardre. Another another really tough game. Really the hard week coming up again. We've got Petardre. Um, Napoli and then Dundee United and you know we saw Dundee United ship six goal, uh, nine goals sorry um, a couple of weeks ago so no doubt they'll turn up like PSG uh, Ibrox oh, um, on week on Saturday Aye, so... I don't think they have to turn up as <laughs> PSG <laughs> but there we go it's, it's, it's another tough week ahead there's going to be plenty of content in the Rangers rabble um, as, as I mentioned earlier we've got content between now and Saturday we'll have our member show as well. Spoke earlier on in the in the match build up. Join as a member, you can all you'll get our member content. You can join our Super Six League, um, which JD's doing more than I am, believe it or not. So um uh, you know, so so get on get on to that. It's just a just a bit of a laugh. And a chance to win a hundred pounds. We're in it, but we can't win the hundred pounds. So whatever member finishes top of the pile come the end of the season, um we'll have a hundred pounds coming their way. So so get in and you know if it is, you know, if one of you day want it, keep me in mind when you're uh, going for a wee drink with that £100. Folks, thanks very much for joining us. Again, hit the like and subscribe button. Big thank you to our sponsors at Zenith Coins. The details just passing below the bottom of your screen just now um, for a 10% discount. Some top quality products here, especially with Christmas in a few months. You know, it might be a wee stocking filler for somebody. Um, I hope my missus is watching and takes heed of that. Um, but, you know, so big thank you to Zenith Coins as well for their support. We'll catch you all on, we'll catch you all tomorrow night. Um, we'll get your comments and questions and again JD, Lee, Kerr, thank you for joining me tonight, I know it's not been the easiest conversation in the world to have, we've all had a bit of a rant, we probably all feel a wee bit better we all feel a bit better, don't we right folks on that note, we'll catch you soon Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.